Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome or welcome back to South Florida, the official gathering place for newbies, novices, and OG diehard fans of the golden age of primetime. It is a versus, versus, versus episode, my very favorite one of the week. We're going to jump right in today. We have absolutely no time to waste. At the time of this recording, I've had a birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take those well wishes. I also managed to catch a cold in the middle of summer. I just don't understand how these things happen. I really don't. So I am once again battling through a little bit of a sore throat. If I sound funny, it is what it is. We got to get this out here in the open. Three episodes, Dynasty, Dallas, Falcon Crest. Right off top, Queen's Gambit, although it was wonderful, it was not the best of the week. I know they're building up to something big. I know they're building up to something juicy and I'm working on something myself. I'm trying to reach out to more people. I want to talk to the OGs. I want to talk to you OGs because as, as this is building up, I'm getting excited and I want to join like all these Facebook pages and different groups, but I'm like, I'm noticing they may say something that I don't know yet. Now with nine seasons, at least for each one of these shows, Are they going to give away too much? Probably not, but I just don't want to be caught in the middle of a storyline and then have it exposed. You know what I mean? That's kind of the dilemma of watching these things after the fact. Granted, nobody owes me anything. You can talk about whatever you want. If I happen upon it, it's not going to ruin the whole thing for me, but Falcon Crest is going to build up to something wonderful. We already know it. I'm kind of banking on Maggie exposing Jacqueline because you know, Jacqueline was a gotcha gotcha last season. She was the, the, the big ace in the hole last time. We didn't know nothing about Jacqueline. I had totally forgotten about her, but Maggie is doing this whole expose on Jacqueline. That's part of the thing I have kept out. I haven't really talked about that. She is at the paper. Only to irritate Chase, but that's unbeknownst to her. Emma wanted her there. Richard's like, cool, whatever Emma wants. But ultimately, he's going to make sure that this drives a wedge between um, Maggie and Chase. Not that anybody needs to. But yeah, she's doing this expose on Jacqueline. And I thought everybody knew about her ex-husband being um, a Nazi or whatever. And she bought the baby from him, etc. That's what That is what Big Perm Angela has been saying all this time. Nobody's listening to her. Looks like Maggie may or may not have the opportunity to expose her. I feel like she'll have to. Dr. Cousins became even less interesting, even though this episode we figured out that he uh, he got a little bit of cold feet. He got gun shy when it was time to do surgery on the, the sheriff. I didn't talk about that during the episode that I recorded, but do you remember the sheriff had something going on with his heart? Well, he ends up collapsing at the hospital and he insists he doesn't just demand. He insists, Michael, you've got to do surgery on me. And Michael's like, dude, I don't do surgery anymore. I don't like to do that. Well, it turns out it's because he and his wife, who he was totally obsessed with, were involved in this accident. Only she was really, really hurt. And this hospital must have been in like, you know, BFE Egypt. It's like in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Kansas or something. I don't know. No disrespect to Kansas. Listen, I grew up in Texas where every town is at least 45 minutes apart. I get it. He just happened to be in one of those little towns. And I guess the main surgeon was out of town that day. So he had to perform surgery on his wife, which as far as I know, is like not a thing. But in this storyline, that's what it is. So he couldn't, y'all, he couldn't use a scalpel. They were like counting down. You have 14 seconds, Dr. Cousins. 
he couldn't do it. So he had to, he just kind of scurried backward. He moonwalks backward out of the, <laughs> out of the operating room and the other guy takes over. Anyway, Sheriff ends up living and he's pray, he's praising Michael. Thank you. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't be here. Michael and the doctor who actually did the surgery just scoot over to another corner of the room and have a very loud, audible conversation that might, that Sheriff Boy could clearly hear. He just didn't, you know, whatever. Falcon Crest was good, just wasn't great this week, which gives it the third seed in this week's versus versus. I thought for sure I had an answer to who did it best. Was it Love and Marriage on Dallas or was it Two Flights to Alcapulco on Dynasty? Honestly, both of these episodes could have been called Love and Marriage. We got to start with Dynasty because I'm just not over it. Jeff... The Bizarro Jeff, that is, will forever be my favorite character on the show. He has surpassed my girl, Claudia the Stallion. He has surpassed Steven. I, oh, oh, he's my favorite. He's my favorite man on the show. I'll say that because Alexis is right up there. I love his fits of rage. I love him flipping out. And I love that Adam is so bad. I love this. He's so good at being bad and he's so stealth with it. I'm enjoying every moment of it. Now, Mark, Mark doesn't leave me wanting, but I'm wondering how long he, he's giving one, one and done. He's giving one season to me. He's going to have to do something a little more intricate or we're going to need to dig up some interesting dirt from his past because we know he's a tennis pro, right? We know he used to like to gamble. Which is a wonderful opening on a soap opera because that, that's old debts coming back. Somebody can move into town and, and put pressure on them and then he has to like rob crystal or whatever. The potential is endless. Do I see it going that way? Not really because Mark literally only plays tennis and chases the nose. That's it. He's devil dipping in the hyphenated family pot of the Carrington Colby women. Neither one of them are interested in the man in front of them. So that leaves something to be desired. It's just, I, I don't know. He has potential, but I don't really see him doing much more other than ripping and running. Now, you know, the second flight to Alcapoco, I left this part off. That was him going down to Alcapoco to hang out with, uh, with Fallon is okay. I'm going to need to look this up in real time. I think is Alcapoco like a region. Or is it a place? I thought it was a specific place, but she ends up in Haiti. She's a Port-au-Prince to get a divorce. And it's like a hotel filled with other divorcees. Everybody's chilling because apparently the Haitians know how to do it quickly. They did. They get, yeah, get you in, get you out. You can get on to the next marriage before the morning's up. I'm going to look that up because that's very confusing. I thought, I didn't know if it was a region. I guess that'd be like saying I'm going to the Southwest, but then you go like to Phoenix. That makes sense. Anyway, it was good because of Jeff. It was good because of Adam. Mark being slippery is interesting. Do I think he cares about Fallon? No, I don't. And she is as boring as ever, which continues to disappoint me. She continues to disappoint me every season. Literally nobody. And I mean, nobody on the show has more potential than Fallon. She could be the good girl. She could be the bad girl. She could be the boss, she could take her, she could take out both her dad and her mom in business if she really wanted to. But we have her pining. I can't believe Jeff's gone crazy. Girl, you deserve that. I I know you're not supposed to say that, but I'm saying it. Girl, 
You had it coming. This can't be the first man who choked you. It is what it is. All right, my geography is a little better than I thought. It, they're definitely in two different places. Acapulco is in Mexico. Port-au-Prince is 100% in Haiti. If you travel the world, you already know that. I don't know why. Why they would name the episode Two Flights to Acapulco and then they end up in Haiti. Either way, it was, it was, putting a lot going on with that. And I, I still don't care. He comes knocking on her door at like three in the morning and she's not asleep. She's still in her robe, whatever, just waiting on him. He brings in two pina coladas. Mark, that is super corny. He's like, well, I just came down here because I thought you might need a friend. I'll be down the hall. He is pretending, or perhaps he's mildly concerned with the way that Jeff has been acting lately. So he's acting like her knight in shining armor. Never mind the fact that he is fully getting it in with her mama. Period. Mark has some, I don't know. We'll see what Mark turns out to be. Love and marriage, Dallas. As far as I'm concerned, it was almost perfect. I even enjoyed a cameo by lawyer Philip for no good reason. He, uh, you know, oh, okay. So I left this part out. So you know how Pam is, she's kind of pouring all her, her energy now. Since she's not with baby John, she's pouring all of her energy into her work, which 2023, I wouldn't, I don't think that's unusual. However, it probably wouldn't help your marriage. I think that's kind of the universal thing. Probably back in the 70s, late 70s, a woman working like that, you know, she's trying to be top boss. It, it's probably frowned upon, but it didn't really make a splash to me. It didn't really matter that she was at the office. And I was a little bit confused as to why Bobby would be upset because it's like, you knew she had a job. What else is she going to do? He wants her to be at this mansion or this ranch all day with Ellie and Sue Ellen. Now, if you would just take a step back, whether he loves those people or not, take a step back and be objective. Is Ellie happy? Absolutely not. Is Sue Ellen happy? Nowhere near it. But you would want, he would rather, Pam, chill out at the farm or whatever. I'm going to call it something different every time. Chill out at the ranch every day instead of go to this job. I don't blame her. They live out in the middle of nowhere. Obviously, she's going to go to work. And hey, she happens to be good at her job. She's good, but she's not that good. So apparently, Lawyer Phillips, whose name escapes me in this role in Dallas, let's call him um, Mr. Store Guy. Mr. Store Guy listens to JR. JR's like, you know, my sister would really love to go to Austin or one of those stores in Houston. Basically, he wants to split up her and, and Jay and Bobby, make sure she wants to leave, right? Well, no, Mr. Store doesn't do that. What he does is he tells Pam's boss that, hey, guess what, babe? You're going to go to Houston or Austin and you're going to take care of the stores there. She's not having it. So now she walks into Pam's office. Pam's got paper all over the place. She's almost in a trance. She really is the definition of, if you looked up Mind Your Business circa 1979, that's what she's doing. She's in her office. She doesn't eat lunch with anybody. She doesn't bother nobody. She's in there working. That's all she's doing is drawing her boss comes in and she's like, oh, hey, guess what? Guess who's being moved? Guess it helped. So now, like, the woman feels away because she feels like Pam went and told Mr. Storm that she was a Ewing and it was high time she got a new place. That's the, that's the gist is what I got. She, that she got a new uh, position, not a new place. So now her boss has to leave. Now her boss is 
big pissed. She's not feeling her. She basically goes in there and tells about Pam. And Pam does that wide-eyed. She does her wide-eyed confusion look so much better than Crystal. Crystal looks like she's always about to cry. Pam looks genuinely gobsmacked every time you tell her a piece of information. I like it so much more. That's when she then goes home. And I can't remember if she runs into Bobby or JR first, but she definitely, her and Bobby and JR get into it in the... <laughs> they, get it. Oh, they get into it in the driveway. And I love the pop-off. I love it. She does actually tell Bobby a little later on that she goes off on J- that she had went off on JR and that she told him that the baby wasn't his. And JR, um, Bobby's like, well, did you tell him about the baby's disease? No, I didn't tell him that. So now that is looming over everyone's head. Now this baby, it is a soap opera baby. So he's pretty big at this point. Like he's, he doesn't seem to be big enough to crawl, but he's definitely not that newborn, newborn anymore. Looks like he's about four or five months. So before long, somebody's going to have to say something. Based on the evidence laid before us, I have no choice but to crown Dallas Love and Marriage as the show of the week. Episode 15, season 3, 100% belongs to Dallas. JR stole the show. Pam kind of stole the show. The tension actually makes a little bit of sense this episode instead of the Bobby and Pam they they really gonna have to get a little deeper than this eventually. My girl Lucy still isn't there and it wasn't about her deadbeat parents. The Valvelines and Gary, Gary and Valvoline wasn't about them. Miss Ellie is still big man, but Sue Ellen, oh God, I love her. I love her too. She might be my favorite person on this show. She was enjoying making JR's life miserable. So I want to see how that unfolds. 15 episodes, y'all. We are almost done with season three. I think there's probably, I'm going to assume there's 22 episodes, 22 to 24. So let's just say we're, we're almost there. Less than 10 to go. All right, guys, join me next time as we jump into season three, episode 16 for all three of these iconic soaps. In the meantime, in between time, take care of yourself. Stay hydrated. Please do, because this summer cold is out here trying to get everybody Stay moisturized, mind your business, and keep all of your drama on TV.